Welcome to the Shunwu Shibesong Podcast, a series of inspiring sermons by Pastor Shunwu Shibesong, lead pastor of the Grace Mead Christian Center. We do hope you'll be refreshed by today's message. Happy listening. Praise God. I said praise God. Whoo, glory to God. It's because of him that we are. Everything that we are is because of him. Everything that we have is because of him. We are here because he said yes. Glory to God. Just wave your hands on your seat to the left or the right and just give him praise this morning. Thank you, Jesus. I love the man of Galilee for he has done so very much for me. He has forgiven me all my sins and sent the Holy Ghost to me. I love you, Jesus, with the whole of my heart. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you because you first loved me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I give you praise. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Glory to God. All right, welcome to church this morning. Praise God. All right, turn to your neighbor to the left and to the right and welcome them to church this morning. Hallelujah. Tell them you're welcome to church this beautiful Sunday morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Welcome to the grand finale of our family life series. Praise God. And it will be an awesome time in God's presence. Amen. If you're joining online, thank you for joining us this morning. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Today is basically an interactive service. Amen. And then um, we are going to take questions and answers and play some games. And afterwards, we are going to have breakfast. Praise God. Glory to God. All right. So we're going to start today um, if you have any question please if you can ask the question with the mic um, the protocol person you know would give you the microphone and if you'd like to ask your question you know with um, maybe you want to write it please they, they would also give you some papers so you can write your question praise God we started the series about three weeks ago and we the, the first Sunday I spoke about making marriage work. The second Sunday, PM preached and spoke about how to choose a life partner. And last Sunday, we had an amazing time with Pastor Tulilokbali Sami. Praise God. Many of us were in that service. Please, if you were not in the service, please go and watch on YouTube. Praise God. It's not for the singles alone, even if you're married. Hallelujah. Please, I want to encourage you to make sure that you listen to that message. I've listened afterwards. Amen. So you should. Praise God. So much, you know, to unpack in that message. Amen. Praise God. All right. So she talked about, you know, staying single, staying married, early parenting. She touched on a lot of things. All right. So I'm sure you have questions in your hearts. So if you have a question, please just you know, raise your hand up and then you would have the microphone or if you have your questions written down already, you can please send them. Do we have anybody asking questions either from any of those three teachings or you have, you know, you want to ask your question? Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's going to bail the cards. Amen. All right. So there's somebody at the back there. All right. Please, there's no um, question that is not valid. All questions are valid. Praise God. All right. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, I want to ask a question on someone that the, the person is in this situation now. She actually made the wrong choice and she's suffering the consequence in okay. the marriage. The husband batters her, beats her all the time. She's a worker in the church. In fact, she has a ministry that she leads in the wow, church. Okay. Now, the pastor in the church says that she cannot separate from that marriage. Mm. If she does, she's not going to be a worker any longer in the church. And the now, husband beats her. Yes. Okay. The husband is also a member of the church. Okay. Apparently, he doesn't listen to anybody because probably he had... He was brought up in such a family. So I think that's the reason why he has that um, mindset. Now, the pastor is saying she can't, leave the, she can't leave her marriage. She can't separate. Everybody is saying she should at least quarantine for a while. Then when the man is seen and checked, he can, the wife can be returned return to him. But the pastor is saying if she leaves that marriage, mm -hmm. She's no longer going to be a worker in the church. Now, my question is, is the church supposed to have that notion about a marriage that she, the woman is being battered almost all the time, at least twice to three times in a week? Wow. I think the pastor is actually very wicked. I think that pastor is a wicked, is a wicked man. Let's even leave pastor aside. He's a wicked human being. Yeah, because, I mean, for example, we as a church do not support domestic violence. No, we don't support it. Whether you are a worker or you are not a worker, it's inconsequential. All right? It, it's, it's evil for someone to, you know, raise their hand and, build and beat their, their spouse. All right? It is evil. Now, even if it's one-off, it's still evil. Right, and then if the person is remorseful about it, it's a different conversation. But where it now happens back to back, back to back, and then the, I think that person needs to even leave that church. You understand, for the sake of their lives, because most people that get killed by their spouse is because of things like this. They tell them to. I'm sure you know the story that trended. I think it was last year about a woman in the church. All right, who was a worker, a well-known singer and all of that. And then the husband was maltreating her, you know, physically abusing her. And then she was asked to maybe stay in the church. I don't know the full story, but she was still in the church and she was still serving. And then eventually she lost her life. And that was really sad. That didn't have to happen. All right. So in a case of domestic violence, I don't think that um, one needs to even consult the pastor as it were. Because this life is your life. All right, so in the case of domestic violence, what I always advise is separation. Separation is not divorce. Are you with me? So at least, like you said, the best thing would have been that let's her leave the house first, and then if the guy or if the man of the husband asks someone that can talk to him or that he listens to, all right, she can go ahead and have a conversation with that person. Hopefully, you know, they will speak to him and then he would listen and change. But the first thing to do when it's a case of consistent battering, beating, or physical abuse, the best thing is to separate for a while. 
You understand? And then if the guy doesn't change, of course, you know, you go, you, and then you come back, and then he starts again, you leave again. Because basically, you're running for your life. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? So I think she needs to reconsider if she has a pastor. Yeah. Did I answer your question? Are, are you satisfied? All right. All right. Who, who, who wants to ask the question or you want to praise God? You have it written down. You want to ask your question. I thought we, I thought we'd come prepared, you know, because there's a lot going on. I'm surprised that people are like, okay, do I have a question? Because I know you do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'll give some seconds. All right, somebody at the back there. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Okay, so um, quick one. My apologies to the um, sickle cell people. Okay, so um, two weeks or three weeks ago, we're talking about something of the one, the one, and all of that, all of that. The people who are um, medically not fit to go into marriage, who are their own the ones? Because we have SS, we have AS, and all of that. So are you saying, or would you say that they should rather not get married for their future children's life? Because we say that, okay, spiritually you are good, but how about the medical aspects? Should they go into marriage or they should just wait on the Lord for miracle? Because many of them, we have many of them out there who are, you know, they are not willing to get married even because they've segregated them to that SS thingy. So what would you advise for somebody who is SS and maybe AS, who is in love with an SS? Yeah. Yes. So basically that's just my question. Thank you for that brilliant question. Now, everybody has a the one. All right, and medical condition um, makes no difference. All right, there are people who are AS, you know, get married to maybe AA. I've seen a case where even though we don't advise that, we don't subscribe to that, AS getting married to AS, all right, and then they get lucky. Did you hear what I said? They get lucky and don't have um, SS children. I, I think it is. Let me establish that I think it is, it is being unfair, all right, to, for two A's to decide to get married, you know, because you, you have no idea the complications that comes with being SS. It is complex. You understand what I'm saying? By the time the crisis starts, <laughs> you would wish death for that person because it can be really bad. All right, but talking about your question, whether they are SS or AS, I believe that everybody has someone that God has, you know, prepared for them, irrespective of their medical condition. Now, they are, I mean, I know a case of people who are, and there's also a way around this AS thing. There are different things you can do, you know, medically, that you can escape that, you know, you can do IVF, you can carry out an IVF, and then, you know, the chances are, are a bit slim, but people make it through that. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, but that is when you have a lot of money because IVF is not cheap, you know. So um, what, what I believe is that if you keep an open mind and then you trust God all the way to lead you, and then you are sensitive to God's leading, 
God who made you like that. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Because your being AS or being SS was never your fault. He had nothing to do, you know, with you. You had no contribution to that. Yeah? So it is God in his, in his I don't know, infinite knowledge or wisdom or predestination that made you to, to be that way. So I believe that God is not unfair to not leave you without someone, without a spouse. Do you agree with that? Yeah. So I believe there is someone for you, whether you are AS, whether you are SS. Praise God. But I always advise that if you are AS, the moment somebody starts asking you out, I think it's wise for you to ask about their genotype to know, you know, if you want to, you know, go with them on that journey. It's a, it's a, it's a long journey. And it's a journey of faith. There are people that... <laughs> The people that say things like, you know, it, it will change. You know, it will change. And their faith cannot even change it. You don't even have faith. So I always say that if you truly believe that it can change, let your faith change before marriage. Do you get what I'm saying? Let your faith change it. And then after it has changed, then you cannot get married. Do you get what I'm saying? So... God has someone for everyone, irregardless of who they are. All right, thank you. Any other question? All right, there's somebody at the back here. The first question from a man. Good morning, church. Good morning. Yeah, my name is Bayo, and uh, sorry, let me stand up. So I want to ask that, um, obviously, I was not around uh, for um, previous of relationships, talks, and all that that we are taking. But so there's this question I want to ask that um, as a pastor, what do you can you shed more light on mentorship, especially for prospective um, people who are in courtship relationships, yeah. right? Do you advise that um, a lady who wants to get married to a guy, but the guy doesn't seem to have someone who mm. he obeys or who he listens to, do you understand? Like a so-called mentor on his life. So that because I see scenarios, um, um, you know, in um, times like this, you see series of um, divorce, and I, I, I feel that maybe most times those men, they don't have anybody who they listen to, really. So they are caught up in a situation whereby this lady doesn't know who to go and talk to. And So I want you to shed more light on what um, should a lady go ahead with a man who doesn't have a mentor or anybody over his life. Thank you, sir. Alright, thank you. Um, thank you for that question. It's a very good question. Um, I think it doesn't just apply to, to men. It also applies to women, to ladies. There are some ladies that there's nobody that can talk to them. They believe that anyone that wants to marry them was, must marry their madness with them. Yeah? But what I would say is that don't marry someone who does not have anybody that can talk to them, that they respect so much, that can caution them when they are, you know, going mad. Because let me tell you something, once in a while, in your marriage, whether you are a Christian, whether you are a pastor, you can go mad. It happens. You get what I'm saying? It may not happen every year. It may not happen every two years or every three years. Some is once in five years. Some is once in ten years. Some is once in two years. Some is every week. But, I mean... I've had my own madness before. I've had my own before, you know. But you need to understand that 
it's in your own interest for your spouse to have someone that can talk to them. And those people don't even have to be um, pastors. It could be an uncle. It could be their elder sister. It could be their, it could be their I, always, I always advise against family, surely parents, because they are usually very sentimental, very biased and all of that. So I think it's very important that, um, you know, your, your, a, a man has somebody that can talk to him in a case where he doesn't have, um, hmm. I would not say that such a man cannot be a good man, but all may be good at the point of getting married, but we are talking about when things happen in the future in maybe one month's time, two months' time, three years' time, four years' time, five years' time, do you have someone you can call that can talk to them and they can put them to check? If they don't have such a person, I think you should insist that they have. In fact, some don't know that they need. something. they feel like they're okay. There are people that say things like, you know, I don't want external, you know, party. It's just me and you. That is a bomb that may explode, right? It sh there should be someone they respect, you know, that can talk to them. So I, I don't think that they should go ahead. They should talk about it with them, insist that they get someone, whether male or, or female, that can talk to them, right? You know, I remember I was talking to um, someone, so the person, uh, it's not in Grace May, so the person, you know, it was many years ago, and then the person, they called the pastor that to come and talk to this person. And then the person said, fuck pastor, fuck all of you, fuck all of you. And then the pastor, <laughs> because there are people that you think that can, they can talk to them. And then you call them. And then they call them and they, 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 they call everybody's bluff. There are, people, there are people like that. So in that case, what do you do? Now, I'm telling you on the God, if you have someone that nobody can talk to, I want to beg you, in the name of God, carry your bag. Hmm? Hmm? It is a strong red flag. A strong one. Now, you may be there enjoying the marriage, enjoying the marriage, feeling yourself. The day Kassala will bust. So you have to insist that they get someone. You, you insist that ah no ah you have to get someone no ah no no until even if you are still in the house you will sing it like songs to them every day that honey do you know you don't have somebody that can talk to you that can call do you know you don't have somebody say it when they are happy you know you don't have somebody that you can't talk to say ah, I need you to get to you rub their head please get to so promise when will you get <laughs> or when is action time raise it we have children in the church so May God grant you understanding. In Jesus' name. All right. So any other question? Okay, Sister Peniel. Praise God. Pastor, please, before my question. Okay. I want to make you a have a song? No, not a song. No, so in um, response to what um, Styris sister, I can't remember. Yeah, Wendy. Yes, Mr. Wendy. Mr. Wendy. So she said, for people who are not medically fit to get married, I want to debunk that myth that there are certain people who are not medically fit, whether you are SS, 
in fact, in this day and time, there are certain illnesses that, let me use for example, people who are HIV positive. Yeah. And then the fear is, ha, huh, I can't get married to someone who is HIV positive. So we somehow look at them as medically unfit, but they are not. If you understand the dynamics of it. So I just wanted to also for... I, I understand. Yeah, so for people who are maybe in that shoe, maybe people who are SS, who are AS, or even who have certain ailments that they think make them... Or hepatitis B. Yes. So um, I just wanted to say that. Then to my question. Um, so I've seen conversations on social media that border on people who are getting married to maybe single moms or okay. people who are... Um, women who are divorced, well, male or female, so divorced, yeah. whichever one it is. And there was this conversation at a point that had to do with, so the woman was complaining that the, her husband mm. does not so, um, she had like maybe two kids or a couple of kids before she got married to him. And they now have their own child. Okay. And the husband does not treat the, her first kids or the children from her first marriage mm. same way and does not cater for them. Mm. So maybe he goes does out and does them. not provide for them. Does not pay their school fees. Yes. Oh, okay. What do you say to that? I had this question on the day you and PM did the finance, my, um, romance without finance is nuisance. So I had this question on that day because there are certain people who want to ma get married to people who have maybe been in the marriage before, are single mothers or single fathers. Yeah. But then they are saying, ah, okay, uh, me, I cannot come and carry yeah. load on my head. Let me use myself as an example. Yeah. I usually say that I have two kids. Yeah. If you're going to get married to me, I pay my bills. I take care of myself. I take care of my kids. They are not lacking anything. Yeah. But... I will ask you what are you bringing to the table. I might not ask you in those words, yeah. but I want to know what you're bringing to the table. Yeah. So I don't know what, I, I feel it's, it's a question now. What yeah. are your thoughts on it? If we have brothers or sisters here who want to get married too, yeah. what are your thoughts All right. as to finance in that particular in that context. peculiar context? All right, thank you. Thank you. Great question. Very great question. Awesome question. Thank you for your vulnerability. All right, so... I want to say first of all that there's nothing wrong in marrying someone that maybe has a child. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not a sin before the Lord. <laughs> yeah? Just to clear that. Alright? There are people who go into marriages or who went into marriages and it was a clear mistake. It was a clear wrong choice. And sadly, they had to leave that marriage. Alright? Because they have left that marriage does not mean that they do not have the right or the freedom to marry and be happy again. Do you get what I'm saying? So you need to establish that, all right? However, you have to also understand that there are complexities that comes with that kind of marriage. You know, if you, go, you get married to somebody that has been married before, you know that... It's a different ball game entirely because they will still have some kind of connection, especially if there's a child involved or there are children involved. Once in a while, you know, the husband of the, of the of, sorry, the father of the children 
we will still need to see his children. Or the mother of the children will still need to see the children. So that is a very peculiar case. And then anyone who is going to search a marriage must understand and be ready to meet the, the demands or things that would come up, all right, you know, in that kind of context, all right? But what I would say to your question is the fact that the conversation needs to hold, right? Just like when you are getting married to someone, you discuss that, okay, you send allowance to your mom, I send allowance to my, to my mom or to my parents. Send to your parents, I send to my parents. Now, I love you, I want to get married to you. You have two or three children, I love them, but trust me, the love that they will have for your children will never be compared to the love they will have for the child that is between two of you. It's a reality. Do you agree with that? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a reality. So, there can be conversations in terms of, okay, for this child, this is what you know, we typically would use as maybe upkeep, school fees. In a month, this is what I expend you know, on these two children, on these three children. There are some, I know people that, that had four children and had to remarry. Some three, some two, some, if it's one, I think it's even still manageable, right? So you let them present the likely, you know, budget or the bill to them. And because of the love that they have for you, you can ask them what part of this bill will you like to take or handle that will be convenient for you. And thankfully, you have a job. So, but the reality is that your job cannot, you know, sustain all the expenses, all the bills that you have. So I think it's more, you know, of having a conversation with that person. All right, sometimes it's the man that has the kids and then he does not have a good job and the wife is the one that is having a good job. So it's a matter of conversation and not bringing your bill or your burden and put it on me as if it is my responsibility a hundred percent. There will be cases where the man or maybe the man in question or the woman is in question is extremely generous and they have the capacity to do it and they, they are willing to do it, all right? Some are able to do it, but they are not willing to do it. Some are willing to do it, but they are not able to do it. So it's just a matter of conversation and then you can agree, meet midway, and then you know you can, you can be good. But I, I think in a case where those two people are matured and they have these conversations, these deep conversations, I'm not sure it should be so much of a problem, even though it's supposed to be, but when they are matured and have these conversations, I think they can, they can be good. All right, I hope I answered your question. All right. Any other question? All right. You want to add to that? Okay, please come. All right. Okay, I wanted to say that um, I think I share a different opinion a bit okay. than what you said, not because I'm not in the shoes, but I feel like if I love my wife so much, Whatever child she's bringing into the picture is mine. I know you might can say that it's not easy because I'm not in the picture, but trust me, it depends on how much you love your wife. If, if I love my babe, there's no way. 
the baby is mine. Now I know I know DFO. that I know that sir, I know okay. that if wait okay. I know that I, I'll if, wait. if the husband if the husband is alive, I know yeah. that it, it brings a different dimension to it. Mm. Right? But trust me, sir, for me you mm. if the baby is hers, trust me, hundred percent I go all in. That's my child. Yeah. My personal opinion. That's what I want to so say. So the child wait, wait. The child's responsibility. Wait, wait, wait. The child of another man is your child. If he came out for my my woman, yes, it's mine. Okay. Responsibility, yes, it's mine. Okay. Sir, even Jesus, Jesus, not yeah. being, being picking and that Jesus picking and he that God picking and he hmm. took care of. Okay. I'm not saying. Ooh, what? <laughs> All right. Oh, please let PM speak to this. And Dr. Florence, at least from a women's perspective, so. Praise God. Because. <laughs> Praise God. I love you, DFO. God bless you. You spoke my heart. Yeah. The thing is, any single mother who wants to get married again and you have a child or you have two kids, the first red flag you should look out for is when the man does not really love your child like his, like his own, that came from his own body. It's the first red flag. Because there is absolutely nothing in a man who really loves you, seeing your child as his own child and taking full responsibility, even if he doesn't have full capacity. There are some men who really love you, but do not have full capa or full financial capacity to take care of extra child but you will know that this man loves my child and if he really loves he will take responsibility or even if he doesn't have full financial capacity eh he would say that i will support in the tuition so this scenario is the case where the father of the child is yes, alive if the father of the child is alive and he gave birth to the child. No, wait. If the father of the child yeah. is alive yeah. and is willing to take responsibility, mm. oh, why not? He's fine. So if he's not willing to take the responsibility because of the love I have for my wife, yes. I'll be paying the bills. Yes, sir. Ah, yes. No, the thing is, why I said that is because you have seen no, her that way. Before you said, I want to marry you. If you marry her, you have married the baggage. So you don't separate the baggage from what you married. I mean, take the whole of it. Yes. Odo, Odo, Sasha. There are some, no, no, no. That is just the, that's the truth. It's, it's easier said than done. I'm telling that, you. That is just the when truth. When you come to real life. See. You can't, sir, wait, wait. Oh, PM, when you come to real life. Yes. Eh? No, let's not talk about it. Let's PM, talk about I know what I'm saying. the way it is, the love of God. PM, I, know, I understand the love of God. I understand. The way, the way it should be. Let's talk about the no, way no, it should no. be. No, no, no. Yes, yes. The way it should be. And yes. the way it should be is how we should say it here. Okay. That's justice. That's justice. Thank you, Sir, PM. If I saw in the Bible where a good man sowed good seeds and then before he woke up, you he know, grew. he did not exactly. know how. And he didn't know how. And he said, Anani has done this. Did you not sow good seed? Yeah. And what did he, 
the servant said, should we go and separate? He said, no. As, a, grew, separate, as a grow up. You will destroy both. You cannot separate. There are some things that when you, have, when you see a good woman and you see baggage, you cannot separate it. You, you can, if you separate it, you are destroying the good seed that you have sown. You cannot separate it. Leave it and embrace it. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Florence. Thank you, PM. I mean, that's a very, very solid perspective. Yeah. Mm. Me, I'm coming from a far away perspective. <laughs> Praise God. And this is not to dishonor my pastors, but I'm from a far away <laughs> perspective. It's easier said than done. I will when push you, comes to shove. I will give you instances. Hmm. Um, my, my husband and I, we've had kids come around. Let me have some. Not for another woman, no. So, so, let me just help you. No, like, like our, um, family, jewels, cousins, uh -huh. my sister's them children, his sister's children, trust me. I love them. And it's only God that can tell that I really do. But when some things happen, there is a way I correct Joel. There's a way I correct them. Leave them. And Joel, why now? Don't do that. These things are, honestly, it's not like I don't love them. There's, there's a way my own and not my own, but certain as my own, his. Let's be frank. Now, concerning the question of um, if, they, if there's a baggage, there's no baggage. We are humans. We are humans. When you have your own, um, I don't know, DF, I feel DFO. DFO is, 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 is Jesus Christ. Let's, no, let's, I, let's I, I feel that. See, I feel that. Oh, I feel know. that. I don't know. I wanted to say that because it's not my but because PM has spoken, I cannot really share you understand. But my own my own um, point of view about this is that be ready. Once it is not the person you are getting married to, be ready for some real life real real life issues. Things will happen. It will happen. Yeah. And as a man or as a woman, whichever case it may be. There's a saying in my heart that says, like the skin is not like the mark. I don't know whether you understand. Like me, it's not me. Like me. This person is like me, but is it you? No answer, church. Is it you? So there will be different. But I, I think there's something that PM said, the, the perspective that... Um, I need us to really, really take note of, which is the fact that if you want to marry the, the baggage or something, you saw it. You saw her as she was before you... Eh? Sir, People change, I'll right? conclude with this. I'll conclude sure. with this. You saw everything and you took it off. The only thing I can advise is pray that the person is genuinely kind genuinely kind just marry a genuinely kind person that is what i'll just say it's not as easy and as rosy as we are looking at it when when some kids come around you how do you undo them how do you undo them that just was why say. i said that when you see a man that wants to marry you 
the first thing you should look out for is that how does he embrace my child or my children? How does he see them? Watch him very well. Don't be in a haste to, don't be, don't be too quick to marry this person. If he takes, I, I know a woman who, you know, had children for a very known um, singer that we know. And this person Please. is married to, pass, to a pastor. And if you see their family portraits, you will see those children from that popular singer. You will see them together, all in a picture. That's photo shoot, PM. Present. That's photo shoot. I, I, I'm not saying that it's, it's not photo shoot. But for them to even be in the, that family portrait, it's, it speaks a lot. Thank you very much. Is it on this matter? Okay, it's your, it's your question. Okay, let's... Is a part B to that question. Now, this is because we are looking at the kids as baggage. Yeah. The kids, as far as I'm... Let me use myself as an example. My kids are not baggage. Come on I'm now. I'm not asking for aid or support. I know that the reason we are maybe using that word is because, ah, financially. Yeah. I'm not asking of aid or support from you to take care of my kids. Their school fees, everything, all right? No wahala I'm paying. Now, let's take this illustration. My daughter's school fees, for example, let's assume her school fees is 400000 And then, we are coming, you're coming into my life with pious mindsets. I accept so you. I can't remember, what's my mindset again? Uh, Pastor, your mindset is that... <laughs> no, so it's not my I... mindset, too. <laughs> I'm just saying to be frank. Okay, to be frank. Yeah, let's face my mindset. My mindset is actually DFO's mindset. Okay, sir. So for people who have that mindset of let's face reality, let me put it that way. Now, let's change it. I pay school fees of about 400000 for my daughter, for my kids. And then you come, you're telling me, ah, even if you don't say it, I can see it in body language or whatever, whatever your mindset is, I know it. And then we have our own kids. And the money you can bring, what you can afford the school fees of 50,000. I hope you won't feel bad. Because I would not bring my kids that you don't see as your own. I will not bring them down from that place. Because I know the reason I'm paying that amount. I'm not just wasting money. I know what I'm looking for, spending that amount on their education. Now, I will not bring them down because you say what you can afford is 50000 or a school fees of 100000 So, are you ready that my first set of children will be attending so-so school and then our kids will be attending this school? Hope there will be no issues. Let me, let me say something. If you have that mindset, hmm, that marriage will not work. What wait, I'm wait, to wait, point wait, out. wait, wait. Or let me say, anyone who has that mindset, the mindset that I cannot bring my children down, that kind of mindset. No, because. No, no, why I'm saying that is because, you know, because you, it, it's, a, it's a new terrain, it's a new marriage. But what if the husband says that, can you bring them down from that place? To where? To maybe a school of 100K. And he says that, see, 
baby, you know, whatever he calls you, I need you to bring them from so that because it's not your finance anymore. It's now the finance. So you still cannot put your finance ahead your, because they are your children. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, because sir. if you, if and anyone but that goes that route, the woman, oh. wait, wait, anyone that goes that route will do a third marriage. Because, because it's important that we understand the place of submission. Pass hold on, hold on, okay, please. Sir. Because when you marry a man, yeah, with his ego or whatever he is, whether he's maybe arrogant or something, you have married him as he is. If he comes up and says that, see, you are paying 400K, I know why you are paying 400K, but I need you, you understand, to bring them from that because of the family finance. For example, maybe he's earning 200K, for example. You are earning maybe 300K, for example. Family finance is 500K per month, right? And then, you know, he has projected that if we have to run this family and run it well, all right, if you are paying 400K school fees, it's not going to work okay, Pastor, for the family now finance. Now we are talking of teamwork because there's another dynamic to it. Yes. But when the other set of children had not come in, we did not look at teamwork. So let's look at it another angle. Assuming I am not the one paying the school fees and their father is paying the school fees. That's a different conversation. Pastor, my thoughts okay. align with his and with what PM says. Okay. There are, see, there are complexities to these things. If you are not ready, it's not, don't see the kids of another, of um, a man or a woman you want to get married to as, they are not baggage. Whether finances are there or finances they are, are not there. They are not baggage. They are a part they are, and parcel. They are gifts from the Lord. They are a part and parcel of the person that you say you love. Yeah. Let's start discussing teamwork from the very beginning and not change our conversations because now your own blood is involved now the teamwork too is, is is what i said from the beginning conversations you know you come to a win-win you know it starts from conversations whether how we are going to undo this matter going forward yeah because however way conversations need to be held however way you look at it you need to have conversations, however you look at it. So that conversation is where the work is. And that's where we are going to know if the marriage would you know, do well or it will break. So what I'm saying is that any woman going into that kind of marriage must have a heart that is calm. And any man, Pastor, is, is a two-way thing now. Okay. No, because this second okay, okay. question and now, every man. I, I changed it to... And every man... F no. no, no, no. What I'm James, now what if it's the man that has what if it's the man that has the children? Okay, and every man too, and every man they should have conversations, have that kind of hearts. Are we okay? Yes, sir. All right. Okay, praise the Lord. Um, so I have a very different opinion. Sorry, sorry. from all the things that we have said, yes. Okay, ah. Sorry, but don't take it personal, and I want us to make the Chatham House rule. Don't use what I say against me, okay? So the truth is that, number one, in a marriage that involves a single mom, we should protect the man. Or a single 
yeah, yeah, yeah. father or single, single man. I will think about the man first because of his mental health. Because most single moms are not married for love. They are married to get a father figure. That is truth. And in that <laughs> you, case, you you broke the table and destroyed yes, it. That is the truth. Because what did you do to deserve the promo? You are marrying one and getting four. That's a whole lot. You are marrying one, you are getting four. So that, <laughs> I didn't get that. You marry one, getting four. I didn't get that. You are marrying their mother, they are getting the children. Okay. And in most cases, these women have not separated from their past. When the man comes to see these kids, there can still be an eruption of emotions. And they can have more children for you. You won't know. So there are so many things we should protect. It should be the man. And now, in terms of submission, they are hard to submit. I know what I'm saying. Because I used to tell my wife, sorry, I said, I'm the only stranger in my house. Because women are concerned about their children first. Talk more of where you have, you have an extra three, and then you give that to another two. It becomes a problem. How, compared to our economy, where there's so much to do, because we need to be real. If you're going to have that conversation, agree, no more children. If the man has served, it is fine. Because when he has his own child, or more is my child, though, he comes first. See, the wife pamper my son. I can't do it for a stranger, even my siblings, their children. It is real. When I'm buying clothes, I'll compare the prices. I will buy the one of 15 for my son, my nephew 10. I know the difference. They cannot wear the same quality. So if you're trying to say uh, we're entitled to sharing the money, it is not true. What about the father? Why is he free? How will I come? The father is free. <laughs> he doesn't pay school fees. He doesn't Exactly. That's my and own I'm point. The one who pays your school fees. Because Why? of love. What, 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 what kind of love is that? That's a whole lot of promo. You're marrying while you're getting four. And I'm paying bills. The father is alive. <laughs> now, love, I love. I don't keep person now. What was it? It's not possible. So, I think, in my opinion, if the lady's parents are alive. Please, one house, please. Okay, so, in my opinion, if the lady's parents are alive, we can take the kids there. Let's be alone. Because sometimes you need to bond with your partner. Imagine walking into a family and your wife is busy already. We're preparing for school doing school runs, you've not bonded with your partner, and you have That can be agreed for a duration you of time. And you have a lot of Brother Obina, you are a red flag to a single mother. Thank God he's married. You are not the kind of man that can marry, not all men can marry single mothers. That's not, just She's it. right, not all men, I'm not the man. Yes, you I'm are not a red the man. Flag. You are not the man for the job. You are a blue flag to your <laughs> wife. <laughs> oh God. Alright, let me take Tolu. Praise God. Um, I'll say it depends on the man. For someone like my dad, my dad and mom, they've been divorced for 12 years. And we are four kids. My stepmom came with one child. My dad came with four. Wow. Yes. Your dad my came with dad. four. God, God bless my dad and God bless the woman. My dad made it to the point that she won't know we are step siblings. People, people don't even know my stepmom is my stepmom. And there are times, countless times, that woman has sent her own personal money, gave to my dad to send to us in school. Our child, has, our child just even entered university. But when we were in school, hundreds of thousands, the woman, we, did, we are not staying with my dad. At the point, we had to leave. Because it's normal for female. We are four. She, our own child is just one. 
Later, she just gave birth for my daddy. But my dad has never, never done preferential treatment between me and my step siblings. The love was genuine. Anything he gets for us, he gets for the child. The child has never even met his dad before. But the way my daddy take care of the child. And also, my mom helped us. When my stepmom was misbehaving at a point, my mom told us, my mom was like, your daddy's bringing four. And she's just bringing one. She's human. Don't treat her bad. Treat her like you're treating me. And my daddy would say something. The way you want your children to be treated outside, treat other children like that. And that is what he does. That is what it... Like, people barely know that we are from a divorced home or we mm. have stepmom, all those kinds of... So it depends on the man. If you're a good man, you will take it. No say if you're a good man, you will take it, too. No, 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 no. It's because you don't want to be bad that you're not taking it. If, if, if you tell me that if you love the person, you will take it. Yes, I understand. But if you say that you are, if you are a good man, Let, we'll take Taiwo. Hold on. On this, we still have games to play. We still have games to play. So we are not going to tarry here. Praise God. Me, I'm not going to stay on this topic because uh -huh. we will never finish it. Jesus exactly. Said. What I just want to say is what PM said, and I think that's what we, everyone should take home with them. Not every man can marry a single woman. Very simple. Now, once you have that, every other thing you want to say is because there is no way people will not look at it from different perspectives. Now, we have tolerance level. We have patience level. All of those things. Some of us, we are social media freak. It's what happened to Genevieve that is happening to this. So, there are a lot of issues around that. You, if you cannot marry a single mother, leave them, leave alone. them alone. Let them breathe. Don't suffocate them. <laughs> that is our civic responsibility. So, um, so let's just leave that. But what I wanted to say, I wanted to start from what PM um, started from um, on the issue of um, having somebody you can talk to. I want to say this uh, first and foremost to the singles: premarital counseling is compulsory. Uh, Daddy said it the last time he was preaching. If you don't have it, you have postmarital counseling. There is no other way. I mean, we did. If you marry from some churches like Redeem and all those churches, it's six months. Now, and it's not just six months. They have different people. Like, a doctor will take you on sex and sexual related issues. A lawyer will take you on legal issues. So you know about prenum. I know some of you don't even know what prenum is at all. It happens, and it happens in Nigeria. Oh, I So, so all those things are very important. And I will also say, let your partner listen to your pastor. Now, when I met, sorry, the single way praise, but. Just please. When I met my my wife, wife to be, be, she had. Let <laughs> the singles breathe, please. We will let you breathe. Now, when I met her, she said she had been listening to PM. Apparently, she had been following PM long time ago, like on Instagram and all of that. She knew her. I think it's important for you guys to be under the same word. Yeah. You should be fed with the same word. So that, you know, that like, like Pastor, mommy was saying it um, when she came. Pastor uh, Tully. Yes. Somebody will say they don't believe in praying in tongues. For instance, I know people that you can't pray in tongues with them. Like they will tell you they don't believe in it. If you go to the Palai, if you marry the Palai person, for instance, if you are the lady, you're going to have a problem. If the man is a conk, the Palai, they don't believe in praying in tongues. 
They don't do and that. Then you're there praying in tongues. And you, you are praying in tongues. They're just going to vacate you from that room. I have so many families that don't pray together because the beliefs are not the same. So when you have decided that you want to be forever with this person, let the person be coming to your church once in a while. Let them be hearing your pastor too. Exactly. Let them be hearing your pastor. Then, what I would use to cap up this is what PM said to son. I I had a conversation with pastor. If you have not started hearing God before you get married, I don't know how you will pick the right person. I don't don't know how you plan to pick the right person without hearing God. Now, and I'm saying this because we will say, "Eh, people miss it. People miss it. People miss it. You cannot miss it if God is the one speaking. See, there is nothing like that. But you don't know people's character. God knows people's character. That's why he gave it to you. So, and what it will take to furnish it up, he has already given to both of you. Any relationship that God said, go ahead. We are talking about the king of kings here. He's not your father. He's not a recommendation. It will surely work. There will be issues. So learn to hear God in your career. Learn to hear him in your business. This is the time for single people to desire to hear God. You are still God. single, my friend. You are still single. Pastor, I'm not anyway, single. You are married. Yeah, I'm yeah, legally married. married. Thank you. You are legally married. Yes, yes, yes. But we need to come and, you know, do the blessing on top of it. I think we can move on from there. Because we just started on, on the same. Dr. Miwa, is he on the same? Please give the mic to Dr. Miwa. Thank you. And after him, that we'll just wrap this up. All right, praise God, church. Hallelujah. I, I just have a different. Please, I'm shy. <laughs> I just have a different perspective to this. You know, so not really the case of single mom coming into a marriage with children or something. So there are the cases of people who are getting married, and their siblings are like their children hmm. that they must bring into that marriage. I have a very personal experience. That happened to us about 20 years ago. When my old house was going to get married, and then my parents had to shift location, and yeah. I was still schooling in that environment, mm. and I had to move in with her, mm. right? So she's not a single mom, right? And I am coming in as a child. She has to not. I'm talking about 20 years ago, kids. Mm. And of course, if um, it was the man that this is affecting, maybe maybe the reaction would have been the same. But then. I saw a situation where it wasn't convenient for yeah. the husband, so to speak, even as at that time. But then, these are two mature people. My hands was working, earning her money. So I think somehow, without saying it, she already understood her role. Yeah. She already understood that this is my baggage, this is my responsibility. They are not baggages. They have told us that they are uh, not baggages. Yeah, baggage. sorry. So she's ready to go all the way. Today... The two of them are now my adopted parents today. Mm. Yeah. It's that deep. But then it wasn't funny. So I'm saying this to, I mean, maybe um, single moms or people who have this other dimension that is going, because sometimes we don't even know. This might have to happen to someone. Maybe there should be conversations around fundamentals. Yeah, that's what Maybe, yeah, yeah, the lady in this case should work. You should make your money because the guy's money may not be available to take care of what needs to be taken care of. And he might not really have to be open about them or say so much about it. You might just have to pick the readings on the wall somehow and understand that, okay, for this time being, no, I have to take care of things and hope that the future will be better. I mean, the, the marriage is 20 year or 22 year old today. 
I have become a part of that family by, I don't know how to put it, maybe it's naturalization I'll call it now, <laughs> yeah. and all that. And we are all good, happy. If I'm doing anything now, they are my parents on standby. Yeah. Right, praise God. Hallelujah. All right, thank you for that. Praise God. Thank you, Director Muiwa. I'll just say the last, last question from here, and then we'll go to the game session. Is that okay? If you need um, questions, you can see myself, you know, or PM, um, maybe after the service, during the week, or if you, if you need to ask other questions. How can one handle a partner that shouts at you when you make mistakes? Please listen very well. That shouts at you when you make mistakes, not minding the neighbors around or the children at home. We have talked about this shouting over and over, but it feels it's nothing. PM, do you want to help with this? How can one handle a partner that shouts at you when you make mistakes, not minding this? I think this should be escalated. This should be escalated to his mentor, all right, to his, um, to your marriage mentors, if you have, because you said that, you know, you've talked about this shouting over and over and over again, but it feels like it's nothing. And if the man, <laughs> you know, is in this church, that man should see me. Yeah? Because, um, uh, because it's, it's, a, it's a sign of lack of maturity. No, it is. Don't say not totally. It is. If a man is always shouting, or woman is always shouting, when you make mistakes, not minding the neighbors around, listen to the question. This is the question. Not minding the neighbors around or the children at home. Because you need to understand the implication of shouting where you have your children. So these children, I'm presuming that they are your children. Yeah? So if a man is always shouting like that, number one, he does not understand how marriage works. He does not understand how parenting works. My wife and I, we married for 11 years. We have never shouted where our children are. We have never, we will never do it. It's not a prayer. No, don't say amen. We will never do it. So, so you need to understand. It depends on how you want to raise your children. Do you get what I'm saying? Because sometimes we, we give excuses for some of these things and say that, oh, we are human. No, you need to understand the import of your shouting and the impact it will have on your children when they are growing up, when they start getting married. So I don't shout not because I don't feel like shouting. No. I don't shout because I, I, there's a kind of way I want my son to grow up. I want to be an example to him. I want to be a role model to him. Do you get what I'm saying? So I think this should be escalated. All right. Talk to your pastor. Let him see your pastor. If he's willing to, you know, he needs mentorship. All right. Because you've said this again and again and again and again and again and again. I need to stop making mistakes. You know? Yeah, because there, there are things that men talk about and then you know, say, I don't like this and this and this and this and this. And you keep doing it again and again and again and again. And you too, you have refused to change. 
So the guy is feeling like, <laughs> whoa, no problem. You will meet me there. The day, anytime you do it, I will keep talking until you change. So you too change. Praise God. So there was something I um, wrote in my book. I said that the fact that you marry the right person does not mean that the marriage will work. Yes. Yeah. Now, my mama said it that when you don't work it, it won't work. It will fail. Yeah. Even if you married the right person. Because, so I said that in the book, I said, the fact that you gained admission into school and you did your matriculation, you are happy, it does not mean you will graduate. Ah. It does not mean that the fact that you are in 100 level does not mean you, are, you, you have the capacity to go to the next level. No. The fact that we got married today, everybody congratulating us, hey, congratulations, does not mean you will do five years anniversary. No. So it that you will do five years anniversary, it depends on you. That you will do 10 years and you will be alive, it depends on you. Yeah. So if, if, if you are in a marriage and something keeps happening, you keep doing this, you keep doing this, to frustrate your partner, the marriage is not going anywhere. You are building to crash it. So if your partner is telling you, I don't like this thing, stop it. I don't like this. Can you grow up? Can you change? Can you be mature? Can you... Step up. Can you step up? Can you look for another way to communicate yeah, without... Yeah, another strategy. Can, can you... Can you up. And if you don't know how to, if you don't have the wisdom, seek wisdom. Ask for wisdom. Bible says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let me ask. Ask. Ask mentors. Read books. Be better. Work on yourself. Work on yourself. Don't remain like that. Don't remain like that. Don't keep doing the same and thing. And don't give excuses for remaining stop, the way. Stop, exactly. Stop giving excuses. How can you have a marriage, a, a and you are frustrated, you, your, your partner, you are, and then you, are, you want to do two years, three years anniversary, and, and you are doing like this. In the, in, in the, and you are, yes, in the photo shoot, you are, you, are, you are deceiving yourselves. You're deceiving yourself. There's no point. Mm. The point is, grow up. That's it. Thank you. Thank you, PM. Powerful. <laughs> Some people, the word entered, they couldn't clap. Tell say grow up. Tell say grow up. Thank you for listening to today's message. We do hope you were inspired. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't and share with your loved ones and people around. God bless you.